Unity has backtracked on their plans to charge developers per install of their games. Kind of. Plus, major layoffs are going across the industry again just in time for annual shareholder reports. Tonight is October 1st, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Look, y'all. Just because it's a cartoon character talking about how he likes to drive his truck, and then he happens to think that Auburn sucks, doesn't necessarily mean it's a sports ball reference. He just likes driving in his truck. And he thinks that Auburn sucks. That could mean anything. It could mean the team that lost 27-20 to 20 yesterday to, to two-time national champion Georgia. But it could just be a color. I mean, you never know. You, you, should, not, you should not assume. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, yet another uh, edition, now back after two weeks, of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video gaming industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwolf. If you're joining us live here, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I know I've been gone for the past week, uh, two weeks. Uh, thank you so much. We do take this show live almost each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. Uh, that is where you can uh, interact with the show directly, and uh, I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But I do realize we are a podcast, and so you can join our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash discord. That is where you can uh, talk, interact with us during the week, maybe talk back about previous episodes, f- suggest stories for future episodes, or just have uh, some, some pleasant conversations. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, I, was, I was on a cruise. I was on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it was fun. Uh, no, I did not visit the arcade on the cruise because uh, I'm not there to play the arcade. I'm not there to play those type of games. There's other games I can play on the cruise, only when it's in international waters. But I don't actually go into the arcade, so I don't have any video gaming stuff to talk about there. Um, but uh, that's where I was all week. And uh, so I did have a show last week because I was on the middle of the ocean. And thankfully, I was able to get back today. Uh, so uh, I, so anything go happen this past week? I, just kidding. Uh, I kind of kept up on some things, but... I do want to start off by saying that uh, I will uh, not be here in a couple of weeks because I will be uh, in Las Vegas. Maybe uh, what actually happened on the cruise for the first time might happen again because the Breakman asks. Relevant question should be, did, did you win money gambling? First time I actually have gone up and came home with more money than I went with in my little gambling envelope, which is separate from my wallet. Uh, so please gamble responsibly with, uh, you know, set... Set a limit and stick to it. And so I had an envelope with the money that was I was going to lose. Uh, and actually, there's more money in it now than there was. And it's the first time that's actually ever happened. Uh, so it's a, it's a first time. Uh, cra- the, the, the One of the nights, craps was really, really good to me. Uh, and everybody on the table. But it was also good to me in my little conservative way of playing craps. Um, 
So maybe that'll happen at Vegas. Maybe, maybe it'll happen again. It probably won't. I probably will lose some money. Uh, but uh, I'm also going to be at TwitchCon when I am in Las Vegas. And it's because I uh, was selected to be one of the hosts for Games Done Quick Express. And finally, I can actually tell you what I'm going to be doing on Games Done Quick Express uh, for the most part. Um so I am going to be hosting two blocks. Basically, the I'm, I'm opening two of the days. So uh, to, basically, Games Done Quick Express, it's a smaller speedrun marathon, only running during the hours that TwitchCon is open. So it's not 24 hours. It's just for three days from like uh, Pacific time, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So it's about 1, 1 p.m. Eastern until uh, about 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday and Saturday. And then it ends at uh, 9 p.m. on on Sunday. So I will be hosting Done Quick, according to Zen Monkey. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so what I'm going to be hosting is right in the beginning, I am going to be hosting, uh, I'm, I'm opening the entire show. I am doing an opener, uh, Pseudo Regalia by Jaxler, any percent. Haven't seen much about this game, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. And then uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. For the Wii, Blue Candy is going to be running that any percent. Uh, so, and then uh, I am also going to be on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, starting off. I'm opening up Sunday, uh, and uh, I'm going to be opening up with uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions DS by Oof Moment 420. I'm gonna. It's going to be interesting to see if I'm allowed to say the 420 part or not. But uh, it's on the site, oof moment 420, uh, the full arsenal. So I guess that's getting the full arsenal and not actually beating the game for there. Uh, then we're going to have a race. The Valiant Sun Interpreter is going to be playing Stardew Valley. Uh, it's a two-player glitch, uh, glitchless seeded mine. So it's not a race. It's a co-op. But two-player glitchless seeded mines. So they're going to play with a specific seed of Stardew Valley. It's a two-player game. And uh, I guess they're going to get all through all the mines. And then uh, Ecdysis is going to be playing Silent Hill 2 at 2 2.30 in the afternoon Eastern, uh, playing the hard mode on PC. So uh, I really look forward to working with Ecdysis, uh, seeing them do a lot of the horror speedrun games and stuff there. So, uh, yeah, so I am going to be opening those two games or t those two blocks. So Friday afternoon, morning and Sunday afternoon, morning. Uh, and then uh, the other thing that I'm going to be doing which I haven't told anybody yet, is uh, that I might also be making my first ever on-camera appearance at a GDQ event. How that's going to work, what that's going to entail, when it is, I have no clue. But you might actually get to see me on stage at GDQ. So at, at GDQ Express. So uh, we're going to find out. I'm going to find out more about that. I was just asked about it yesterday. Um, so uh, so I will uh, I will let you know what I can say more when I know what I can say. It. The Breakman says, I have no clue how Bobby is able to pronounce all those names. Um, I've met them or I, I've been around enough that I've actually like seen them run and or, or you know, met them uh in the case of some of them so uh I, that's how i know how their name said is because i've I've actually heard it pronounced so yeah and tyclo says this will be first for people who don't know what you look like since they only tune into gdq streams mostly yes i know uh wish me luck because 
the internet is not always kind, and they're not always here on Vo- Voice Geeks Network like you are. You all know what I look like, but most of them don't. And uh, so, or at least I should say the Twitch audience, the podcast audience might not know what I look like at all. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, I do have a face for radio. It's great. So uh, that is going to be where I'm going to be at, at for TwitchCon. I'm going to be in Vegas uh, just for the uh, just for the conference. I am going to the Pinball Hall of Fame at some point. I know that. Uh, but I'm not doing the full Vegas experience until later. Uh, so, but I am very excited to be part of Games Done Quick, uh, and, and being a part of GDQX that they selected me. Um, and, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens next with all that. Um, and Tiger Claw says, well, GDQ is all about inclusivity, so you'll be fine. Thanks. Tiger Claw. Thank you. Talking about inclusivity, how about Unity. Their, their name is all-inclusive, and it has been anything but Unity. We talked about it on the last episode where they were going to be charging a per-install fee to developers, and Unity heard a lot of things. Uh, and, and even though they have kind of backtracked a little bit, uh, the fallout is still, uh, still taking place because a lot of people just don't think they can trust Unity anymore, especially since they've IPO'd. In fact, the longest-running uh, independently-run Unity user group actually disbanded this month. Because they can no longer support, and and none of the people that run it are even going to be using Unity for any of their projects in the future. Uh, So uh, the fallout's still going to be happening, and I don't know how it's going to end. Um, The old guard may stop using it, and the new guard who doesn't know about all this in a a year or two might, might come in and use it, and it'll all be fine. But, uh... Uh, on September 22nd, 2023, they shared a letter. Uh, this is a, uh, on their site. This is Unity's site I'm reading from. They shared a letter with summary of changes on their run, uh, runtime fee policy. This page summarizes and replaces the prior runtime fee prom, uh, policy. Um, so basically, they were going to charge. Uh, if you had enough revenue over the last 12 months of a specific title, and you had over the lifetime so many installs, they were going to charge you per every install after you hit that threshold. Uh, and I believe it was like for, for people who were on Unity Personal or, or Plus, uh, the cheaper pl- personal is the free plan, Plus is the, the low-cost plan. It was like if you had a $200,000 revenue in the last 12 months and you have over 200,000 installs, they were going to charge $0.20 cents per install over 200000 uh, and people didn't like this because they they were like, we're not going to tell you how we're going to track installs. We're going to just just trust us. Um, well, they've kind of backtracked a little bit. So now if you are on the Unity Personal Plus plans, the runtime fee does not apply. So no more are you going to be uh, charged per install on those plans. It will only uh, apply to Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise, where you need at least a million installs and a million dollars revenue over the last 12 months, blah, blah, blah. Uh, No games created with any currently supported Unity versions will be impacted. Only those created with or upgraded to the long-term support version releasing in 2024 or later, currently referred to as the 2023 LTS, will be impacted. For those games, the fee is only applicable after a game has crossed two thresholds, $1 million in gross revenue trailing 12 months, which basically means $1 million in the last 12 months, and 1 million initial engagements, which is what they're calling installs. Now, initial engagements. 
After crossing these two thresholds, you can choose to pay the runtime fee either based on monthly initial engagements or 2.5% of your game's monthly gross revenue. Ultimately, you will be charged the lesser of the two. So they're basically saying, hey, if you had, a, you know, 2 million installs, but you only sold your game for a buck, uh, we're only going to charge 2.5% of your gross revenue of that $1 instead of charging you per install, which could be more than it would basically deplete your bank account. Um, so the Unity personal plan, which is the free one, will remain free and there will be no runtime fees for games built with the plan. We'll be increasing the annual revenue and funding limit from $100,000 to $200,000. So they're doubling that. And we will remove the requirement to use the made with Unity splash screen, starting with the LTS version releasing in 2024, currently referred to as the 2023 LTS or later. So essentially they're trying to get Unity people who are using Unity personal to go ahead and move up to 2024 to get rid of the made with Unity splash screen. Uh, the runtime fee does not apply to any games created with any currently supported Unity versions. It only applies to games created later. So a game that was made in Unity, uh, you know, three years ago, if it somehow goes viral and crosses the threshold, they're not going to charge this on them. Uh, they're going to make sure that you can stay on the terms applicable for the unit version of Unity you're using as long as you keep using that version. So you can't use any of the new features they're going to introduce next year. And on a monthly basis, you have a choice of the lesser of 2.5% revenue share or the calculated amount based on unique initial engagements. Both your initial engagements and your revenue are self-reported from data you already have available. You will always be billed the lesser amount. So what they're saying is that they're not going to track the installs. That's what initial engagement. They're not going to track the installs. They're going to give you the tools to track the installs and then you self-report. That way... There's no trust me, bro, or anything like that. They're going to trust you. So uh, the Regman says, we won't spy on you. You spy on us for you. Um, you know, at, at least that that is how a lot of things work. Like, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, like people self have to self-report how much sales tax they got if they were in a business. You're supposed to keep track of all that uh, and then self-report it. And even though if, if the government knows how much you owe. You still have to self-report how much you owe, and then they tell you if you're right or not. It's great. Taxes are great. ZenMonkey11 says, Unity should have charged for unnecessary updates to games. Maybe that will get devs to stop updating that one game and move on to other projects. It depends on what you call unnecessary updates. Um, because every update is necessary to something. And a lot of times when you see patch notes are like, uh, you know, stabilization and blah, 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 there it's, it's anti-cheat stuff or anti-hacking stuff, or it's a security update. A lot of times here, here's the problem with modern development. And I'm not saying modern game development. I'm actually saying modern development, modern software development. It's built instead of people writing all their own stuff, they will, uh, and especially web developers. If you're a web developer and, and if I say node, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, instead of writing every piece of it yourself, you will use modules that other people have written to do specific things. Uh, and then sometimes it turns out that these modules that other people have written, which also depend on other modules, which also depend on other modules, uh, it turns out like one of the modules that's like five things down in the stack, in the module stack, it's got a security vulnerability that somebody found out. So now everything has to update. 
and you have to update that module, which updates the modules underneath. Uh, and this is, this is a common thing in web development, unfortunately, because we have we write our own. We don't write everything. If somebody else has written an open source version of that module, we use it. Um, I do it all the time. There's a there's like a, the, the image carousel that is on vognetwork.com. I didn't write that. That's a module that somebody else made that depended on other modules, and I just implemented it. A lot of times, that's what the update is, and it's very necessary because it could be, you know, hacking either the game or hacking you. It could be a vulnerability that's on your machine that they are doing or, or on your console that they are patching. So you may think it's unnecessary, uh, but you would be just as ba mad or probably more mad if somebody got control of your system because they didn't do the security update. And ZenMonkey11 says, yeah, those updates are fine. I'm talking when they add new free stuff. So, so you're upset that they continue giving content. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, and, and uh, honestly, uh, the con some of the console makers do actually charge because uh, at least on console PC, no, because you're, they're, they're providing the update themselves. But a lot of the consoles, it costs money to get a DLC you know, or, or a patch certified. Uh, that is not a free process. So they already charge for that stuff, at least on the console side. That's why you don't actually get a lot of extra free content that is meaty because they have to pay to get the the whatever patch, whatever update. That has to get certified by the console makers. Not on PC, though. PC, Wild West, nothing like that. So uh, the sad news that I really don't like talking about is uh, is layoffs. And the reason we're seeing a lot of layoffs is because a lot of companies are reaching the end of the quarter, maybe even reaching the end of their fiscal year, because today is October 1st, which would might in some companies might start the new fiscal year. And so they have an end of, uh, and especially if they're publicly traded, they may have uh, an, an end of uh, an end of year report for their shareholders to say, "Here's where we hit or missed our revenue targets, and here's what we are doing to mitigate it so we can continue to have revenue growth." Because remember, if you're a publicly traded company, you need to continue growing. Your your revenue needs to grow. It can't just be you. It can't just stay the same because that does not give a return on the investment that the shareholders want. So going public is is the kiss of death, uh, and and stuff. So Epic laid off nine hundred people this week, basically to get their revenue growth back on track. Um, so uh, Video Games Chronicle reports that Epic Games is laying off around sixteen percent of its workforce. The company, which is responsible for Unreal Engine and Fortnite, is laying off around 830 employees. Uh, the job cuts were announced in a memo to staff from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney, which he states that two-thirds of the layoffs are in terms in teams outside of core development, i.e. Fortnite and Unreal Engine. Uh, music marketplace Bandcamp has been sold, and web services firm Super Awesome has acquired most of its company back from Epic. Around 250 people are leaving Epic through its divestitures from Bandcamp and Super Awesome. Staff members of Fall Guys developer Mediatonic posted on social media claiming they had been affected by the layoffs. Uh, they also did uh, Murder by Numbers, which I've talked about. It's Phoenix Wright meets Picross. It's amazing. Uh, the person who designed that game got laid off. 
Uh, so <laughs> there is not going to be a murder by numbers two. We know that now. I was kind of hoping possibly for a sequel. Not going to happen now because Epic owns the IP and the people who made it no longer work there. I will also say kind of as a side note, uh, Mediatonic also published and did the translation of Had to Full Boyfriend because it was originally a Japanese game. They did, that was kind of one of their first games. And when and Epic bought Mediatonic, they uh, took over the publishing rights for Had to Full Boyfriend and pulled it off of some stores uh, and stuff pretty, pretty immediately. And uh, it turns out Epic hasn't paid any royalties since they bought it. So uh, apparently Epic is looking into it. Uh, they probably just didn't realize they were supposed to pay royalties. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they took over the agreement and they haven't been honoring it. So they're looking into it. They probably never heard of Hat to Full Boyfriend for whatever reason. Um, but uh, but they're looking into it. And and the, the person who developed it, uh, whose name is Moa, said, uh, you know, they're, you know, it's it's not life or death or anything um but uh, they said uh by the way i've gotten no royalty ba- payment for half boyfriend from epic since they acquired media tonic back in spring spring of 2021 i don't think the sales have been zero for two years uh the obligations were transferred to epic but they've never sent any replies to me do you have any ideas how to make contact with the right person um so uh and and epic basically said uh, we're looking into this and the team will be reaching out to you directly and and so they're doing it over Twitter. They they did lay off like almost all of Mediatonic, but not Fall Guys. They said Fall Guys will continue just with people that aren't the ones that made Fall Guys. Um, Tim Sweeney sent out a memo saying, quote, for a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse inspired ecosystem for creators. I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs. But in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing. And this is a lower margin business than we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making ongoing efforts to reduce costs, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operating spending on things like marketing and events. But we still ended up far short of financial sustainability. We concluded that layoffs are the only way and that doing that now and on this scale will stabilize our finances, unquote. What's not part of this article is they're also still fighting lawsuits and that and lawyers cost money so i guess they decided that you know taking on apple uh was was a better use of their finances than paying game developers a salary they probably looked at the report and were like you know what uh we've we we got to cut costs somehow and we're not going to drop these lawsuits so let's 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 just lay off a bunch of people. Questbuster says, as a side note, Fortnite's creator program, uh, creating individual islands pools, 40% of revenue made from the Fortnite shop in a pool that's distributed back to the creators. Also, the Epic Store may or may not be profitable depending on who you talk to. Epic was aiming for 2023, but Apple countered saying 2027, if ever. 
So basically, Epic is trying to take on Apple and Steam and and all that stuff, and you know, being good guy that pays the developers, and, unless they made Hat to Full Boyfriend, obviously, but everybody else they want to pay, and and paying a smaller revenue share or taking a smaller revenue share from them that other uh, companies do. Um, you know, they don't take thirty percent from people who sell games on the Epic Game Store from developers, uh, but may, maybe they should. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a bean counter, uh, but I do know that this is one way to make your finances grow is by having just less people. So yeah, everybody was uh, jumping ship from Unity because they were like, "Well, Epic Games, they're they they like developers and they're going to do the right thing," and then uh, Epic Games does this. So you know, well, what are you going to do? The Breakman says game developers need a union badly. Uh, I mean, I, I think software developers should be able to have a union. Uh, and it's happened like QA testers are getting unions and stuff. But I, I, I think, you know, software developers around the board uh, should get a union. But then, uh, unfortunately, what ha- what will happen then is that uh, if, if, you know, the union's not smart enough and airtight enough in their first agreements... Um, they're just going to go hire software developers in another country that aren't in the union. It might not work out the way that we want it to. Now, I still think it should be tried, but I think we should be prepared for the inevitable part of, well, then they just won't hire Americans to build games anymore. And, you know, that we see that in software. That, that happens all the time where... You know, they could pay an American or they could pay five people that are either offshore or nearshore less money to, you know, accomplish the same thing. Maybe not as high of a quality, but, you know, it's cheaper. And that sucks. Um, so, but yes, I do believe that, uh, you know, game developers need a union. I know QA testers have been getting unions at several large major studios. And uh, hopefully that is a blueprint for where we go next. Uh, and, and yeah. Questbuster says we have an art department, but the art contract with X and country Y is cheaper. Yes. And honestly, with uh, the advances that are happening with AI image generation, um, that's also going to cut into the art department because guess who's cheaper than offshore people uh, and people in other countries. Guess what's cheaper. Uh, uh, an open AI license to use Dali or, or a mid journey license or something that that's cheaper. So earlier this, uh, this is, this is not the first layoffs, um, this year, obviously earlier this year, Microsoft confirms plans to lay off approximately 10,000 employees, including some at Xbox and Bethesda CD project red announced plans in July to lay off around 10% of its staff with CD project CEO, Adam Kikinski stating, stating that the company wants to have teams that are more agile and more effective. Layoffs have also recently been occurring at a number of game companies, including Unity, Riot Games, Blizzard, Crystal Dynamics, BioWare, the Callisto Protocol Studio, Striking Distance. In a really recent analysis for Video Games Chronicle, GameIndustry.biz's Christopher Dring suggested the widespread layoffs could partly be attributed to companies expecting to maintain momentum following the pandemic when we were all sitting at home playing games and not able to go do what I did last week. Uh, but saw game sales were lower than expected. Uh, Dring wrote, quote, for other companies, particularly public ones like Microsoft, a decline in sales is a problem. 
Shareholders don't want to see their investments go backwards. As a result, the management teams are required to look at the business and see if there are any efficiencies that need to be made or if there are departments that just aren't delivering, unquote. And, and delivering is a very broad term. They could be delivering quality work, but are they delivering work that people pay for? If they're not, even if it's the quality and even if it's the best stuff you could think of, if it's not making money, it is not delivering. The Breakman says, I saw this documentary in the 80s. They warned us about AI taking over. They even sent a robot back to the past to kill our hero. But those, the, the sci-fi told me that that robots were going to come and take all the hard work so humans could sit back and be creative. And it turns out the robots are actually coming for all the creative jobs so we can get back in the mines. That's That's really what it is. I think what this basic what what this tells me is that we shouldn't uh, if a company goes IPO or goes public or has a bunch of public shareholders that is pretty much one of the 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 beginning of the end and it it's just it might take a bit but it's going to start having to do this because unfortunately in capitalism uh there is no such thing as unlimited growth at some point the company will not grow anymore. The company cannot grow anymore. And that's when it will no longer be able to exist because all the people who invested in are going to pull out all their money. They're going to have no money to operate and they're going to have to close up shop. And that's capitalism. That's how capitalism works. Questbush says in gotcha games, you see this a lot, a ton of games with incredible art, but if they can't make money, uh, end of service in a few months. Yes, like Dragalia Lost, which is, you know, what what he what he's kind of re referencing there. It can be a great game. If it's not making money, it's gone. Um you know, there there are a lot of lot of great things that have been shut down because they didn't make money anymore that you can't use anymore. Um, you know, Game Room did not bring in enough money for Xbox on the Xbox three sixty, so they shut it down because they didn't want to have to relicense all those games. Uh, one versus 100 probably didn't bring in enough money, uh, at the time. And so they didn't, they took it away, uh, and stopped doing it because it cost too much money to do. But, uh, it's an unfortunate side effect of capitalism, unfortunately. And you're even going to see there's a social, there's a social media network out there, uh, that's, that's rebranded and it's, you know, there's, you know, a lot of features that have been taken away and, you know, they're starting to, to and, and everybody's like, what, do they want people to leave this social media network? And the answer actually is yes. And here's why. They want to be able to shut down servers. One way to get revenue up is to lower the cost of running whatever service they are providing. And the less people that are using it, the less resources they need to run it and the less money they need to spend to run it. So yes, they do want you to leave. That is the, and they've wanted that for a long time. That's why they keep implementing things. And they're like, don't they read people are like, don't they realize people are going to leave the site over this? They're like, yes, that's actually what they're kind of hoping up for because they want to be able to unplug servers. They want to be able to pull back resources. They want the slight site to be run on different uh, on, on lower end, servers or maybe just less a less number of servers so they don't have to pay as much electricity pay as much cooling for the server farms stuff like that um because the cloud is just someone else's computer uh and so 
Yes, they want you to leave. They want you to stop going to the site. They want you to stop doing that because then they can shut things down and say, look, it's revenue. The Breakman says free-to-play games only last as long as they get uh, advertisements and microtransaction sales. They aren't the first people to want me to leave, but I'm still here. And he he, com- he put two things together, and I read them all together. And Mike Dev says, so I should, should I be using that uh, social media site more? It, it's up to you. It, it's really up to you. But I'm just telling you that if you leave, they're not upset. Uh, that's a good thing because the less you use it, the the more money they can make because they're not spending money having you use the site. You know, it's kind of a downer. This is, this is not what I wanted to come back to. I wanted to come back to happy stuff and, and talk about talk about how great games are. Uh, apparently, you know, because uh, like I even like a, a good success story. You know, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I saw this in our Discord. Didn't add it to the show roll because I'm like we're already. We're already bummed enough, but apparently the uh, new uh, Phantom Liberty update uh, destroys your saves on PS5. So be careful on that. So, uh, but apparently, like Cyberpunk 2077, it's great now. This is the game that we were promised a couple years ago. Uh, and so maybe this is the time to actually try it. They've they've totally redone stuff uh, from the base game. And, uh, you know, systems, and not really plot, but, like, systems. Uh, like how the cops work. Uh, and, you know, the skill tree has been totally revamped. Um, and and stuff. And apparently, like, it's fantastic now. Questbuster says, yeah, the PS5 save bug is garbage level, but I'm still excited to play out. I, I think at this point, just make a new save. Like, see, play it again with maybe the, the different gender. Uh, make some different choices. Uh, go through it again. Uh, because apparently it's different enough that it might be worth it. Fifth Dream says, No Man's Skyberpunk. And Questbuster says, I can't give up my 200 hours. Uh, I I understand. I understand. Dark Tetsia says, can, can confirm on Xbox Series S. This is the S. Uh, it is a lot better than it was. There's still some minor issues, but overall enjoying the new content. I actually never... I played it, but... I had rented it from Gamefly, Cyberpunk 2077. I rented the Xbox version, which was the Xbox One version. I was playing it on an Xbox Series X, but it was really the Xbox One X version. They hadn't released the next-gen update yet, and I played through the game, rolled credits. I was like, okay, that was interesting, but not not the greatest game I've ever played in the sense of, like, it wasn't the second coming of anything. But I was it was enjoyable. I made it through it. I got to the credits, and I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so I haven't played it since then, and I was like, when I build my gaming rig, I'm going to get Cyberpunk 2077, and then I never did once I finally got a 3080 uh, to, to try it. I never did get it. So if I did get it, I'd probably get it on PC, and I'd have to start over anyway. Fifth Dream says, I literally stopped playing with one quest to go, but I may start over maybe. Uh, Bob Culture said he had Cyberpunk on Stadia. I'm sorry to hear that. It's gone now. Questbuster says, but before the DLC, I could play with the new 2.0 stuff because the patch is really 2.01 that has the, the, the DLC. My godlike Netrunner that could remotely roll through enemies that's not godlike anymore pushed me to try new builds, which was neat. 
We are going to take a very quick music break. If you want to call in and talk about anything in the gaming industry, remember, I kind of haven't been following that much over the past week because I've been on the ocean. Uh, head on over to the Green Room Voice Chat channel in vognetwork.com slash Discord, and maybe we can talk about something video games. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood Mexican, Act Death, and you're participating in the Bobby Blackwell Show. Whether he's right or wrong, his opinion is always something worth listening to. Except for the music breaks. Those sometimes suck. Wow. Wow, Act Death. That bumper you recorded for me in like 2017. That that cuts right here. That 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 bumper would be played tonight of all nights. Why would you do that? Mike Def says I need to update it. Yes, you do because it references your old name. But thank you so much for that bumper. Uh, we do a music break. It's October, so I play spooky music because it's spooky season. I mean, I, I know spooky season is the whole year, but really in October is when I you know make people listen to spooky music. Uh, but if you want to leave a bumper, all you got to do is contact me. Uh, send me an MP3 of just your voice or a video of just you with your voice. I will choose which DMCA violation or crime against humanity that I want to put behind it. Uh, and, uh, you know, saying that you're, you know, participating with the Bobby Blackwell show or something like that. So, uh, let's see if, uh, anybody's in the, in the, in the green room. Uh, because like I said, I did, uh, end a little bit early. I didn't, I didn't load up the things cause I know like the meta quest three got announced this week, I believe. Uh, because I saw some stories about it that was like, oh, you can stream Xbox games to the MetaQuest 3. You could do that with, like, that's that's not quote-unquote new, which is why I wasn't really talking about it, because you could do that with the Oculus Rift. Uh, you could stream, uh, the Xbox streaming app worked with the Xbox, uh, the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Rift S. Um, so... Uh, that's why I didn't really consider that one big news, but the MetaQuest 3 itself, I haven't looked at any of the stats on it or any of the specs, but I do know that uh, I'm getting all the emails about it. Uh, I still don't have a quest, which is like, which is great because people ask me, so what do you know about this VR game? You you're big into VR and it's a quest exclusive. So I'm like, I don't know anything about it. Um, so I, but the quest three, uh, like I said, they, uh, the reason I didn't have a quest is I did not like the idea of them tying your Facebook social media account to your Oculus account. And so if something, if you wanted to get rid of your Facebook account or if you pissed off the wrong person and got mass reported uh, and they banned you, you lost access to all your Oculus stuff. And I'm using the term Oculus because at the time it was still Oculus. And uh, I didn't like that. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. They reversed that decision like two years ago, and then they raised the price of the MetaQuest 2 100 bucks to make up for the fact that they can't track you and tie it to your Facebook account like they used to. Um, so I didn't get a Quest 2. I was like, I'm going to get a Quest 2. They're like, okay, pay us $100 more. And I'm like, no. Uh, but maybe the Quest 3, maybe I'll do this. Um, and Rob Robert says, this is also now Microsoft Cloud Streaming is, is what they have. So, But, but that, what I'm kind of getting at is, it is the same. It, it, they've had a partnership for a while. Um, it's you know they've had the the Xbox Cloud stuff in the Rift for a while, 
which yes, at that time it was streaming from your Xbox One to your VR headset. Um, but now it's got the the cloud streaming from from Microsoft, so I get it. But uh, but yeah, and so that'll be neat for people that have Quest and they can play those games on in a virtual theater, big huge theater. It's that it is a neat experience to do that. Fifth Dream says, I have an old Quest. I don't know how old, but it still look, works great, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, um, I mean, just the graphical fidelity is what gets bigger and uh, better. And what you're going to find is probably like newer software isn't going to work as well on the older hardware because they're going to expect more memory and they're going to expect more RAM. It's the same thing with phones, really. And uh, Quest says, logged into Steam today. Congratulations. Uh, I got a hardware server and was curious to see what other stats were there and learned that Oculus Quest 2 seems really big among Steam users. Yes, a lot of people, because it's a nice entry-level priced headset, uh, using the Oculus Link cable, they can play all those PC VR titles with their their MetaQuest 2 and MetaQuest 3. Uh, So they don't need to spend $1,000 on the Valve Index like what I've got over here. Um, and that's, that's been a great thing for, for a lot of people. That's a great way for them to experience PC VR titles while still also having their, the, uh, a console that is not tethered to a PC. Uh, you kind of get the best of both worlds, which is what Meta is going for in that sense. So I can, I can totally understand that. I do know that the MetaQuest 2 is the, the best selling, most installed hardware, VR hardware on the market. It was PlayStation VR 1. Quest 2 overtook it a while ago and PlayStation VR 2 it's not gonna the, the software is not gonna be there for people to get PSVR 2 uh, to to make any kind of dent in the numbers that PSVR 1 did um, which which is sad because the PSVR 2 has some great hardware it's just got crap software for it Monkey 11 says you don't even need the $72 link cable they have an air link and they even uh, let you use any cable you want now yeah, it's, it's really about the throughput. Like, that's why, and, and it's, it's kind of, the USB-C standard is kind of, kind of interesting in that regard. The reason it's an expensive cable is because different cables can have different throughput. And for something like what the original link cable did, that you obviously don't need anymore, uh, what it did is it basically streamed everything over that cable into the Quest. Uh, and then all the movement data was being sent back, and it's all high speed. Uh, and so you really need a really you know high quality cable to handle all of that data without dropping anything, um, because that is you know lights going through fiber, uh, and so that is a physical thing. Uh, and so cheaper USB cables don't aren't able to really do that all that well. But it looks like if you had you know they have AirLink, so that uses wireless, and then it uses the USB cable for some other, uh, you know, for, for other things that maybe aren't as, as, as refresh, as refresh heavy or refresh dependent, uh, because traveling through the air is, does introduce latency. And so they probably, they use the cable and it can be any cable. It doesn't have to be the high price cable. That's actually better for streaming large amounts of data, uh, very quickly. Uh, uh, they, they probably use kind of them in tandem, which once again is is good for the consumer. Coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vog network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them 
to to see what see what's going on and see what I've missed. So uh, Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? Welcome back. I, I am doing well. I got off the plane uh, t- today. Thankfully, um, the government stayed open just so I could get home. Oh, that that is good. Nice. I didn't I didn't think about the ramifications that might have. Yes, uh, there were essential services, so they would have still shown up, uh, it, but they weren't going to get paid. But they got paid to be there, so it's all good, as people should be. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so, uh, what did I miss? You know, I would say from last week, probably, and I, you'll have to forgive me, I, I never miss a minute of the Bobby Blackwolf show, but right. I may have missed 30 tonight. Um, <laughs> I would say the biggest thing you missed at the uh, from last week was probably the big Microsoft hack. Well, it wasn't really a hack. It was Microsoft leak of information because yeah. um, somebody at Microsoft uploaded the wrong documents, yeah. dra- dragged the wrong file to the folder. Mm-hmm. So it's... It and the reason why I think a lot of people are slipping and calling it a hack, like I just did, is because it feels like a hack. It's all these things you're not right. supposed to see that leaked out. But the ethical question is a lot easier here because Microsoft kind of did it, but it yeah. spilled a lot of details about what may be coming in the future. Obviously, Phil Spencer doing some damage control, talking about how you know some of it is old and some plans have changed. But yeah. you know, the odds of a cylindrical Xbox still pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I I do remember some of that, and I even like had tweeted some stuff about it and and stuff that that it wasn't like it, it is. It's old emails, which yes, they said it at the time, but that you know things change all the time. I mean, how many times have you and I, Rob, talked about something about this network that never came to pass, but right. it's something we wanted to do three years ago, sure. and it just you know, but that and that happens at a, at a larger scale at yeah. these large companies. And then uh, I know in particular on Orange Launch Radio last week, I may have um, had a moment um, talking about some of the reporting on the leaks and how there was a headline that was saying that, you know, Microsoft calls Baldur Gate 3 a second run Stadia game, implying that second run means the same thing as second rate. That was the heavy implication of the article and all of this stuff. But when you look at the Game Pass evaluation, I guess all this. That that literally is the truth, whether you like want to hear it or not. At the time, Baldur's Gate three was still set to be a Stadia exclusive, and it would have in in fact been the second run of the game. Uh, but it was just it was wild how the gaming media portrayed this as Microsoft being tone deaf to how the game would be received. Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, because because se- and even now it's the second run because it didn't launch on Xbox. And that, that is true. Yeah, it's still, it would still be second run. Now and it's so be it, third run. Yeah, yeah, because like it, it went to PC first, then yeah. it got the PS5, and then I think the yep. Xbox version is coming, so it's going to be its third run. Yeah. And so it's yeah, now the third run Stadia RPG. Yes. So uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting that you know how many people, and and I see this a lot, and and you know I'm not immune to it by any means, but it's like mm-hmm. you, we don't really know how companies work. Mm-hmm. If we sit and play games, that's not going to tell us how companies work. In in no amount of you know whatever simulator uh, th- that you play, that maybe you know a business simulator or something, it's not going to be actually how it works. And so there are a lot of assumptions made that are actually not real in real life. And I see that sometimes with like programming. They're like, I don't know anything about programming, but it should just it should be easy to add multiplayer to your game. And I'm like, you don't know anything about programming, so you don't know that's not easy. You know, I, I I quote the Zoomer generation when I say so true, bestie. Yes, yes. So, uh, so yeah. So I remember the the Microsoft leak and 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 
you know, everybody was trying to figure out who was at fault, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who can be sued for this. But, you know, it, it, they'll, they'll have to do some damage control. But I will say that a lot of those emails were early on, so things might have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, attitudes might have changed. Things might not have worked out. And we don't see the emails where it's like, yeah, that thing we talked about three months ago, kill it. It's probably not yeah. part of the emails. Well, and even if you look at some of the release strategies that had leaked out, it was talking about a 2022 release for Starfield. Now, that game had been delayed some time ago, so it does give you a clue as to the age of a lot of these things that were leaking out. So it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, It's just something Microsoft's going to have to deal with. But I I really don't actually I actually don't think this hurts them in the long run. I mean, okay, they're working on a Series X and Series S refresh that new information i don't think so uh they're working on a successor to the xbox series altogether is that new information i don't really think so now some of the things they're talking about that they're plotting for the next generation and all that that could be you know especially some leveraging the cloud for some of the you know uh rendering and so forth i mean that's something that's been speculated before. So mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say, oh my gosh, I'm shocked at these developments. But, you know, and again, the technology changes all the time. You know, who's yeah. to say now they're not going to talk about, if you look at the recent Microsoft documents, leveraging the power of AI, mm-hmm. uh, because that's where now all our industry is buzz. So yeah. I just, you know, I take a lot of that with a grain of salt. And I don't think you have something that Microsoft can't recover from you know yeah. i think more focus is going to be on how this activision blizzard merger plays out which i would say would be another probably the other big headline from yeah. uh when you were out was that the cma finally did give the uh, uh agreement to that with the uh, news of the ubisoft cloud yeah. sale over uh, overseas so that's all but certain to happen even though apparently um our our government is filing another lawsuit to try to stop it but if they close the deal before that ever ends up in court there's really nothing that can be done yeah so I did want to mention that I found there was a tweet that I had uh, retweeted, and yes, I still call it that, um, from uh, Jez Corden over at uh, mm-hmm. at Windows Central, and it was talking about some of the weird takes that that, that they wanted to debunk um, mm-hmm. because film used on Nintendo, and which you know, oh, and there was yeah. the thing about you know everybody's like, oh, they want to purchase too. Nintendo, and we uh, already know that at in the past Nintendo has laughed Microsoft yep. out of the room. Yeah, but what what uh, Jez is saying is film using on Nintendo was aspirational corpo speak, gently explaining why it was a bad idea without alienating the commenter, and that's what that email was about. Um, he uh, this person talks about Baldur's Gate three second run, what it actually means. Uh, like others, Xbox is launching a discless Xbox Series X. You have to say that very slowly, or else I have to. Go- hit that button uh <laughs> no evidence yet that they plan on stopping to supporting blu-ray external generic usb blu-ray is potentially very easy for xbox to implement works on windows etc the market for discs is shrinking which does kind of suck because i like having the discs for my bandwidth cap especially these games on ps5 they're like it's gonna be on two discs i'm like that's gonna mean that it's like a quarter of my bandwidth cap if i don't buy the, if i don't get the discs as uh, long as there is still a market for vinyl records, there is hope. Oh, yes. And and that, man, I got into vinyl records right before everybody else did. So I bought like $2 vinyl records, and now there's no such thing as a $2 vinyl record. Anyway, diff, that's a different story. Um, there's no mention of Halo in the leaks because nothing from Xbox Game Studios leaked. It was all Bethesda. That does not mean Halo is doomed. Because I guess people were like, oh, well, they don't talk about this in these leaks. So that must be doomed. That's probably what some other gaming 
enthusiasts say. Interesting conclusions to jump to. Yes. And uh, no real confirmation yet on Xbox working on an Xbox handheld. Uh, the handheld SKU could refer to uh, supporting OEMs with unique Windows shells. Xbox new head of hardware, Ro- uh, Roan Sonis, used to lead the PC OEM for Windows. They should make a handheld, though, is what Jez says. So um, that was some of the bad, some of the takes that, uh, you know, and yeah, stuff. You- you reminded me of the Nintendo thing. And, and really all I have to say on that is that if you don't think a similar email has been written at Sony, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the history of business, I, 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 maybe you need to stop making YouTubes and actually do some more observation. That's all I can say. Yeah. And, and if you yeah. actually like read the, the email from April or from August of 2020, the Nintendo email, it's basically, yes, I agree that Nintendo is the prime asset, but Yes, yes, we can all agree. It would yes. be if Nintendo was willing to sell to us, that yeah. would be great. And, and actually, and what Phil says is, and we are in the best position to purchase them if they were willing to sell. However, they're sitting on a big pile of cash, and they're not going to sell. But the the way that turns into, I bet I I, I might make a fool of myself because I haven't done this yet. But I bet if I go to YouTube and I were to search for Microsoft by nintendo oh look it comes up in the smart search that's not a good (laughs) sign uh first one comes up microsoft is still trying to buy nintendo uh microsoft tried to buy nintendo and they laughed so that must be about the older xbox still wants to buy nintendo weirdly smug email reveals plans and that's from a verified youtube yeah i've had it yeah (laughs) i've had it so we should go to twitchcon to hang out with a bunch of these verified people right can't wait (laughs) So, yeah, but yeah, like if you actually like look at the email, which I'm going to put up on screen for people here, uh, that people are going to see it here. Um, it, it is essentially, it is corpo speak. And it's like, we've looked into it. We figured out what it would take, but you know, we'd love the opportunity to do so, but it's probably not going to happen. And he right. was trying to say, this is, this is why it's not going to, instead of being like, no, we're not going to do that. He's got to, he has to justify why they're not going to be doing that yeah it's a lovely idea yeah not gonna happen yeah so uh what are you gonna be talking about youtubers yes youtubers and and some and some some streamers some influencers Mm, a lot of streamers anyway yes uh i think you're about to ask tonight's olr why don't we let's talk about sony you know what it just it wouldn't be a week if we couldn't get some bad news for somebody so why don't we talk about sony getting hacked sure what 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 year is it are we back in you know the late aughts when playstation 3 was hacked i guess so so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and uh you know um with all the striking that's been going on in hollywood we've had the uh, writers have uh resolved their strike with the major studios SAG-AFTRA still has not, and it looks like there could be potential for this to expand to video games. Mm -hmm. Haven't we been here before? Yes, we have, and we are authorized, anyway, to do it again. So we'll talk about that much more. And, I mean, you know, some dude's leaving Sony. I'm sure that's also there, too, tonight. Somewhere in there, yeah. It's somewhere. um, An executive leaving, um, I'm, I'm glad somebody's doing it willingly. Yep. It's going to be a while. It's going to be March, but, you know, yeah. Any, yeah. Anyway. We'll talk about some others that probably need to do it. Anyway, but we'll, we'll save that. Yep. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. 
All right, so uh, that is it for me. I will actually be back next week, like, uh, for real, next week, next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us live and interact with the show directly, uh, and uh, I'd love to see you. Uh, But we are also on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord, if you are listening on the podcast feed. You can also find me at Bobby Black Wolf on uh, just about all the social media sites, including... One that we shouldn't be using, uh, bobbyblackwolf.com is where you can find me where the skies are blue. Uh, and um, yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll get back into the swing of things and uh, you'll see more of me around. Uh, you can also uh, submit feedback on, on the episodes and talk more about it on our Discord server. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But uh, we would not be able to make this live show work uh, without the people who go above and beyond. Thank you so much. You just being here is really all we ask for. But I do really want to thank Pod Culture for resubscribing with Prime. Thank you so much. Uh, Fifth Dream resubscribed, uh, saying 400 billion hours, maybe. That's probably how, how long he's been subscribed. Uh, Dark Sakura cheered 200 bits. Thank you so much with the unicorn emote. It's really the best. It's the best emote. Best bit emote there. And then SJ Runner Matt also uh, resubscribed. Thank you so much for the resubscription. Uh, and, I, and, and I am sad that uh, SJ Runner Matt was not here to enjoy the what happened at the very beginning before the show even started. Uh, because he would get the joke and pod culture was like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to stay for the whole show. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the button to have this so people don't leave. Uh, thank you so much. Once again, I'm going to be at TwitchCon doing games done quick express. Uh, maybe I'll see you there, but I'll see you here next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.